Here's the snap back. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin Stars! A 49-yard field goal! And Indiana leads 27 to 24! Austin Indorak wants to throw it. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Welcome to the final position group, I think, in the position profile. Blasphemy to Chucky Campbell. Blasphemy. We are well, doing we're not gonna we don't need to break we're down. We're doing Chucky a micro. Campbell. Chucky Campbell only podcast. Don't do this to me. Well, let's do it. Well, this is the LEO podcast. As you just heard, that's Brandon. But I'm your host, Michael Bragg. Well, Brandon's my host too, but I'm your main host. I'm your main, main Michael Bragg. You can find me on Twitter at Braggley, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. I'm here, as you just heard, with my co-host, Brandon. You can find him on Twitter at Brandon Dubich. It's Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. What's up, Brando? Uh, well, I was having a great night until you disparaged our boy, <laughs> who probably gets more talk about than any kicker on any college football podcast in the world. Well, uh, I, it sounds like we're going to dedicate basically 30 minutes to him next week. So, And DJ Matthews punt returns. That's that's. that's oh, yeah. Podcast. I guess we could talk about special. We'll talk special teams next week. There you go. Spoiler alert. I'll save it for the Well, no, I don't have to say it at the end of the podcast now. So either way, let's get into this one. We're going to get into the defensive backfield. Uh, as I've stated on the last two pods, I think we play a four two five four defensive linemen, two linebackers, five defensive backs. But we talked about the Husky position last week included it with the linebackers so now we will talk about two who we think is going to start at the two cornerback positions and the two safety positions for the indiana hoosiers so um let's start uh i think overall as a group this is maybe tied with the linebackers for the best group on the team slight step down slight step down um but not by much i mean we're splitting hairs uh, i'm not going to give my positional grade but it's it, it's well since we're giving out spoilers i don't have an, any sort of a uh grade on this on this position yeah. group just so. like what seth said in the in the chat is what i was getting ready to say i think starter wise there's three pros so um and then that's not including somebody that we'll get to here in just a minute. So let's get into who we think is going to start. One of them is incredibly obvious. Uh, 2020 first team, all American 2020 first team, all big 10. I use most outstanding defensive player of the year last year. Uh, that is Taiwan Mullen. Um, he is the first cornerback in IU football history to be named to first team, all American 38 tackles, three and a half sacks from a corner. Four and a half tackles for loss, three interceptions and a forced fumble. He led all corners in the Big Ten with sacks, and he was second on the team. The kid is incredible. Yeah, I think he is going to have a better year this year, but a worse statistical year because teams just aren't going to throw at him. Like he, we're talking Revis Island level avoidance. Um, the field will be immediately cut into into a third. 
uh, or down to two thirds um, every time he's out on the field, because I mean, he's just a blanket. Um, I don't think he matches three interceptions again, but I do think he racks up the, the sacks and tackles for loss. I mean, he is built for this sort of defense. Yeah. I, I'm going to flip flop on you. I don't think he gets as many sacks. We'll talk about that at the very end. When we talk about some exciting news that we learned about before we started recruiting or before we started recording. Um, I don't think that they blitz so much off the edge with the corners this year. They will a little bit, but not as much because they won't need to. I do think he gets three picks. The reason I think he gets three picks is because we've got those three extra games. Will those Um, be the only three times he's thrown at? No, we play Rutgers. And Maryland, so he'll get some somewhere. Remember when Rutgers had one passing yard against, or one total <laughs> they, yard, one, one tote. And there was one passing yard. One pat, maybe it was one passing yard. One passing yard, yeah. Still an insane stat. That one was of the crazy. most insane stats I've I've ever witnessed. Yeah, that was one of the worst football teams I've ever seen. And well, in one game in particular, we did watch IU play in 2011 or 10. One of the two. Either way, they were really bad too. But um. Let's uh, let's get to who's going to start opposite of him or who we think. So so let me before we say this, and you may say this too. There's one definite starter at corner, and then there's the other corner position. They kind of do they do you say rotate or do they flip flop? So I don't know. Who do you think is who? who this do you, is an early Brando, somebody this as a starter. This is early Brando's Randos because it certainly reared its head in the Ohio State game and the bowl game. Why isn't Taiwan Mullen on the field? They took Taiwan Mullen on the field. They rotate mm-hmm. often. Well, like, you'll see because we're going to talk about like 15 guys in this position right, group. Right. So, I mean – Everyone's going to rotate. So starters here needs to have a big asterisk to it. Um, but I mean, I don't want to give a spoiler alert here, but big play J is probably your cornerback too. Yeah, J- Jalen Jalen Williams has shades of Jamar Johnson, just how he tends to play big in big games. It's a ball hawk. He's a ball hawk too. He really is. Absolutely. First three games had a pick, right? Or was it the first four? I, uh, I think it was, I think it was three, first he, three and then he got he one, got one later, later in the year. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 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 So 2020 second team, all big 10, as we just said, four picks um, led the team in interceptions. So three or 30 tackles, one sack, two TFLs from a corner again. So uh, that's going to wrap up the starting corners, quote unquote. We'll get to another very impact corner here shortly. Um Starting at, I, I don't know. I don't like to classify our safety positions as the, um, the classic free safety, strong safety. I, I just think we have two dudes back there, if that makes sense. Not just like well, two regular. Yeah, well, players, I mean, you like normally have a fr- you normally have a free and a strong when because the strong safety normally plays closer to the line is paired yeah. up with tight ends. You don't need that with a husky. Not with right? a husky. No. Nope. So you you really do have two deep backs. Um, you know, sometimes formations, I labeled it as free safety, as strong safety, because I think that's how they reference it. They still reference it that way, but you're right there. It isn't your traditional free and strong safety positions. So this is also a position where there's one definite starter. The other one, we don't know yet. Um, I'll let you talk about the definite. That's going to be my hot take. I don't think he's a definite. 
and you people, don't think if, Monster Matthews is a definite if people starter. People listened last week. I think Monster Matthews is going to potentially start over Marcelino Ball or oh. play <laughs> just as much snaps. What did we just talk about, Mike? We talked about them rotating all the time. Yeah. Marcelino isn't going to be able to play every snap. Well, we have we, limited amount of guys that can play the Husky position. I think Monster Matthews and Fitzgerald flip-flop. I said it last okay. week. All I right. listened to that pod. So I, I have a, spoiler alert, a Fitzgerald lane starting to. Starting okay. in quotes. Well, the reason I've got him starting is because he did make third-team All-Big Ten. 40 tackles, one sack, two TFLs, one interception, and six pass breakups which I'm pretty sure he led the team in pass breakups. Um, yep. You can't put that at that Husky. You absolutely can with 40 tackles, two tackles for loss. And again, he did, he has the body in the, he has, he, he's the only person that has the body in the frame to play that Husky. Who do position. you, who do you trust last line of defense? Brian, Brian Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald or Monster Matthews? Brian Fitzgerald from 2019. I'm going to okay. use your own words. I'm you're, going to use right. your own words that you said in the last pod that Brian Fitzgerald was good. He was, he was at safety. Good he was good at, at safety. safety. You're right. Correct. So we'll see if that turns out. But either way, I, I'm going to pencil him in because we didn't. We talked about him last week. Podcasts he's got to start. He's going to start. Disagree. Yes. He's going to start. So he's got to start somewhere. He's not going to start a Husky. So he's got to start somewhere. Uh, so we'll put him at one of those safety positions. The other safety position, you named him for just a second. Uh, I've got Raheem Lane. Um, you may be like, what, Raheem Lane, you still on the team? Yes. Um, he is a true senior. Like He's done. This is the last season he's allowed to play. Um, he moved from corner to safety last year, and then he had an injury. Uh, I believe this is in spring ball. Uh, no, it had to have been fall ball. So fall ball, I think he tore his ACL, if I remember right. First ever player to wear the number zero, uh, which they brought in last year as an option for players. Uh, he took it and then never got to wear it on the field. So um, unfortunate for him, but hopefully I think he can fill in pretty well back there. He's built to be a traditional safety for us, 6'1", 200 pounds, uh, senior out of Florida. So um, let's get into some players that should see the field. I've got some I, – I went for a couple stretches on this, uh, some – some recruits we've had for a few years that haven't seen a lot of playing time that should um, should see the field this year. And if not, then I'm not sure when they're going to see it. So let's talk about uh, everybody's, at least on this podcast, probably favorite or second favorite corner on the team. Yeah, I mean, he he he's a mixture of Taiwan and Big Play J. He lives in the backfield. Um, but he also tends to make a, a, a big pass breakup. Is he the most um, athletic in the defensive backfield? I think he is. He's probably the most athletic on the entire defensive side of the ball. Who are we talking about? We didn't even say his name. Reese Taylor. That's right. Mr. Football, I believe. Yes, um, third, team, third team All-Big Ten punt returner. Uh, third team specialty – or I use special teams player of the year. Uh, 29 tackles, four TFLs, one interception, and a forced fumble last year. Um, all of these these numbers don't seem that crazy, but when you look at the tackles from the defensive backfield compared to the defensive line, he murdered his Rutgers quarterback. 
Oh, like, yeah. That, that Rutgers quarterback did like a full on helicopter when he <laughs> hit him in the bag. It was it was fucking awesome. Yeah. So let's let's fire through some of these other guys. There's a couple guys I do want to stop on and, and talk mainly the safeties, but corners kind of uh, after Reese. Um, I don't want to say we have a fall off in talent. I'll say we have a fall off in uh, playing time experience yep. and, and stats. So. So the first one I'm going to talk about is a local kid, Larry Tracy, the third, his brother is a stud wide receiver, I believe at Iowa. Um, he did, he appeared in all eight games, played special teams in a little bit of corner, no stats um, as far as any tackles or uh, past deflections from last year. So maybe he's really good and they didn't throw the ball his way the couple of times that he played. Let's fingers crossed and hope that's what's going on. Um, We'll just skip past these safeties for a minute. We'll stay on the corners. Uh, the next corner I've got, and I'll let you hit the safeties because I know you like these these guys that back them up. But um, next one I've got is Christopher Keys, a uh, pretty promising freshman. I remember a lot of hype when we got him to commit. Um, not an over, like overly highly rated recruit, but a lot of people liked his size coming out of high school. Uh, played in three games, no stats for him last year. What a typical um, size. I mean, yeah. size, size that get you noticed in the NFL. Definitely. Not, not saying he's an NFL prospect, but I mean, he he has the frame. I, I want to say Ohio State was coming knocking after him um, late, and we we ended up just getting getting him locked in at the very end. So uh, another guy I'm pretty excited to see play a little bit is Lim Watley Neely. Um, came from right. the same high school from as uh, the dude that transferred. I think uh, Rashawn Williams. Is that right? I yep. think they went to school together. Um, no, they didn't. He's just from Michigan. That's just automatic. I guess everybody from Michigan is from Detroit. <laughs> so, um, so he's coming in six foot one seventy five. Uh, played in two games last year. I I think they treated a lot of these freshmen from the twenty nineteen class, or from the twenty twenty class. Now. As, as basically a red shirt year because it was not going to count anyway. So go ahead and play in as many games. I mean, you when want, you got, whatever. when you have uh Taiwan Mullen, Jalen Williams and Reese Taylor in front of you, I mean, even if they're rotating, you still don't need to play that many. Guys. I mean, you really need about four guys. Yeah. I mean, there's no that's... point in basically what I was saying was there's no point in red shirting anybody last year. Yeah. So um, the other guy I've got written down here, I believe he's a walk on if I'm not, uh, mistaken, but he, he makes my all hair team as well. Nice hair. Uh, Joseph Daniels jr. Big 10, all academic last year. Saw a little bit of playing time, um, on special teams, but other than that, that wraps up all of the corners that may, in my opinion, that are already on the team that may see the field. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, Watley Neely, uh, got rave reviews in spring practice. Uh, like literally like he was one of the players Tom Allen had mentioned repeatedly. So if, if we are looking for that fourth corner, which I think you need for depth out of Chris keys, Watley, um, and, and Joseph Daniels, it's going to be, uh, Watley Neely, um, that I think, uh, rises to the top. Well, listen, I, I did not hear this press conference that you speak of, but I do my research. I'm not just a pretty face as everybody can see how good looking I am on the podcast, but I know my stuff when it comes to cornerback play, obviously. Uh, I'll let you touch. Well, I'll let you get into a little bit of the safety 
backup safety stuff if you want to <clears throat> break some of those down. And uh, let's start with uh, Juwan Burgess. Yeah, so um, I that's why I'm okay with letting Brian Fitzgerald go back to to that position because I think I think him and Juwan Burgess are one A and one B. Um, Burgess has the experience um, in in the games, and I don't think there's too much of a drop off. Uh, between between him and Fitzgerald, I think they can rotate pretty seamlessly. Um, and, and and again, it's it's what you want there uh, as a, as a one A and one B. Yeah. Um, and then I think backing up Lane um, is a guy that was very highly rated, a recruiting coup, hasn't you know kind of made those big plays yet, but I think we all agree he has the pedigree, and that's uh, Josh Singetti. Um, the guy, the guy has everything that you want, um, in, in playing safety. Uh, and if lane, if lane's knee doesn't hold up or, you know, he doesn't, uh, as Mike Tomlin play says, uh, play varsity football, uh, then again, I think, I don't think there's too much of a drop off, uh, between Sangetti and lane as well. So while I don't think Fitzgerald and lane blow your, you know, socks off, as starting guys, I think the depth right behind them is very, very nice. Um, so I think those are four solid guys that can be um, the last line of defense. And I think you're in pretty good shape. Um, the one guy who, again, I thought really, really struggled in limited snaps uh, was Bryson Bonds. True freshman. I, True freshman. I, I think that guy could have really used the non-conference cakewalk games um, yeah. yep. as someone to build experience. And, and I think – I think with a full off season and the uh, the cakewalk games to start, I think I think Bryson may make kind of the biggest uh, freshman to sophomore year jump um, out of all the guys that kind of struggled last year. Because uh, again, Bonds just like Sangetti has kind of everything you want in a four-two-five safety uh, profile. I agree. Uh, one of my favorite players, I think, from spring practice highlights. Uh, Noah Pierre, kind of an underrated uh, recruit we brought in from Hialeah, which I, which is a, I don't want to call it a suburb, but an area around Miami, right, Seth? Yeah, it's in the metro. Yeah. Miami-Dade metro. There you go. So uh, I was pretty high on him when he came in. Uh, 2018 redshirted, played against Purdue because everybody plays against Purdue. Um, Come on. <laughs> So I mean he, he he's he's he is Monster Matthews. Yeah. Um he he just hits like a Mack truck. He's he not is, if you look at his his height and weight 5'11 182 you're like nah come on he's not Monster Matthews but he's like reckless know, like, abandon is yeah, the way he and plays. Yeah. 2% body fat I think. Like the dude is just chiseled. So yeah, I agree with you on that. The other one um I've got written down, and then I'll let you talk about somebody I kept off the list if you want to touch on him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this kid sees the field. Uh, D1 McCullough the second. Yes. The transfer from Miami of Ohio. Played in two games last year. No stats that I could find on IU's website, at least. Um, I think he sees the field. Again, good size, 6'2", if I, if I remember right. Um, coach's kid so hopefully we could see a little bit of him and and he can step up and and i don't want to say be something similar to what his younger brother should be but um 
I'd like to see something out of him too. So uh, one other safety we want to touch on, and then we'll get into some incoming people. No, no, I just, I just want to talk touch on Dylan McCullough a little bit. Okay. Um, I, I think he's used a little bit the way Thomas Allen has been used. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I think I think they trust him on you know some some very early first second uh, quarter drives to give uh, some of those guys break so they don't wear down in the second half. Yeah, that's exactly what Thomas Allen did was relieve Micah in first and second quarter so Micah was a hundred percent for the pivotal parts of the game and I think that's where we'll see Dylan McCullough at least early in the season, you know, before, before players kind of get their conditioning up. I think he plays a lot of first half football and, and spells some of the starters. And then I see his time, his time weaning off because I mean, from the few highlights I saw of him in high school, um, he just doesn't have the, the, the skill set that some of the starters do. Um, yeah. I think there is a, a talent drop off there for him. But same can be said for Thomas Allen. And what did Thomas Allen do? His, his job. And I think that's what you, exactly you're going to get out of McCullough's kid. He's going to do his job. Nothing wow, but serviceable. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, you you kind of touched on the, the Thomas Allen thing and like giving Micah some rest and giving some other players some rest. Think about, think about like, it made me think of like TJ Simmons and T gray scales and yep. stuff like that. Did they ever come off the field ever? Oh, there's no depth there. No, um, it's like, yeah. now look at our team. You've got like Jalen Williams or Tywin Mullen can come off and we can stick Reese Taylor in there. Raheem Wayne or monster Matthews can come out and we can put in Bryant Fitzgerald or Josh Sangetti or Juwan Burgess or like all of these people have played in big 10 games and are not you're not losing too much when they yep. come off. So I mean, this is a it's tough. We could we debated outside of Taiwan Mullen, and I mean that's it really as far as like a definite starter that we know. And it's not because we don't have anybody good. It's that we don't. There's so many good people. It's like who's going to play? Who's going to start? It's 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 the good problem to have when you have talent that can rotate. Um, that's that's. <laughs> That's problems IU has never had, the good type of problems. That's that's problems Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, you know, uh, the cream of the crop of the SEC. They have that rotational talent um, where, when there's not a drop-off. Uh, and, and it's just so satisfying that now we can be um, maybe not, you know, in the same vein of those programs, but we can at least kind of implore the same depth. Yes. Yep, that's what I was getting at. Uh, so let's talk about, speaking of depth, let's talk about uh, some incoming freshmen of this year. It, we're not bringing in any quote-unquote cornerbacks from what I could see. Um, I mean, maybe some of the the athletes or whatever they want to they list them at may transition to corner, but not from anything that I've read. Uh, we're pretty deep at the corner position, but the safety position is going to need a little bit of help. Um considering I we lose Raheem Lane for sure. And then I think monster Matthews may, may take uh, a step up. So um, let's, I'll talk Larry Smith. And then we talked a little bit about the other kid, Maurice Freeman last week as a possible Husky um, depth player, but Larry Smith is a 510, 170 pound kid out of orange park, Florida. Uh, Seth, is that also Miami or no, no. So orange park, Florida, 
high three-star recruit with offers from like us and UNC Ole Miss, stuff like that. Um, I don't have a whole lot of scouting on him. He looks good. Um, nothing really jumped off the page for me, but if you're from Florida, you're, you're, you're fine. <laughs> you can, you're you're going to be okay. Uh, the other kid, I'll let you talk about He seems, I thought for sure he was from Pittsburgh just based off how much you love him. But yeah, I, I mean, he's from the DMV, which is where Mike Tomlin is from as well. So the um, DMV. Is- yeah. The DC, Maryland, Virginia. Area. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. Know your shit, bro. Um, well, first, before we go into Murray Smith, who, yeah, I absolutely love if you listen to, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Murray's Freeman. If you listen to our recruiting pod back in February, I talked about him. We talked about him last week. I love him. Um, but I got a little bit of trivia for you. Uh Um, just real quick. So we have Larry Smith coming. Um, what position did former IU football player Ray Smith play? Mm. Ray Smith. Yep. He was, played part, a lot? was was only part of the team for two years and then transferred. Semi big recruit. Semi big recruit from New Jersey. Ray Smith. It's 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 uh oh, I want to say he was a corner. He was not. Uh, was he producer safety? Steph is all over running back. He was an absolute track guy with like insane like four, three speed. And then he just, you know, was afraid to get hit and never saw the field at all in like a year. And then it's gone. Yeah, that's wrong. Uh, so I saw, I said, I said, Jer- no, no, no. He played running back. I swear to God, he played running okay. back. So this is wrong, but I said, New Jersey, New York, Staten Island, New it's Jersey. It's the same thing, right? Same thing. Doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So I, I saw that on the outline and I was like, oh, Luray Smith. I remember him. I used to play with him in NCAA football 2014, and he was very fast, very fast. Hmm. Um, but anyway, back, back to uh, back to who I think um, is going to could play Husky. I, I think uh, Desan McCullough is is the future of that Husky position. Um, so I, I don't. I, I see uh, Freeman actually again. So I re-listened to the pod, and I was like, "What am I talking about? Freeman playing Husky?" Uh, uh, McCullough is going to revolutionize that position. Um, so I, I do think Freeman kind of pencils right into that sort of strong safety um, esque position. Uh, but I definitely see him as a two to three year starter. It's going to be very hard to keep that guy off the field. Um, he, he, again, he, he hard hitter, ball hawk, uh, an absolute athlete. Well, good deal. So let's move on to. That's it for as far as incoming people go. Um, it is. It is. From what I would say, at least. So let's move on to the crystal ball. Ooh. The starters we've already done, who we think are going to be starters. Uh, my statistical prediction is ruined. I've already said it. Um, I think that Taiwan Mullen's interceptions go through the roof. Um, and I don't think he has as many sacks. The other part of that prediction is he is a day one draft pick. And he'll yeah. be the first first IU player ever to be well, not ever. Recently to be drafted in the first round. Is it ever? No, we had like a number one overall pick, I think, way back in the day. In the thirties. So, was it Talia Farrow? No. No. Never mind. Sorry. He was a first rounder, probably, but I think we had like a number like a night we looked this up draft day, I'm pretty sure. 
Indiana. I'll look it up. Go ahead, Brandon. What were you going to say? Yeah. So, um, I don't, I think defense is just way too hard for a statistical prediction. Um, but my crystal ball, I think we have four big, all big 10 players. Uh, Taiwan Mullen, uh, obviously, uh, I think Jalen Williams, uh, again, he was last year. I think he repeats. Uh, but I think the two new guys are Reese Taylor. And then again, my man crush Maurice Freeman makes an all big 10, uh, freshman team. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Uh, Corbett Davis, by the way, drafted in 1938 by the Cleveland Rams, um, was our number one overall as well. It was our first one. The last one, first round draft pick has been a while. 1994, Thomas Lewis, 24th overall to the New York Giants, New York football Giants. Sorry. If, if, if we're keeping track, uh, as I've been, I'm sure nobody else is. But that is now I have Ryder Anderson, Micah McFadden, uh, Cam (laughs) Jones, and then the four DB. That is seven all Big Ten players. Are you going to add another one here in just a minute? I don't think so. Okay. Okay. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, of course I am. Of course I am. So So, that's insane. That that means we could have seven defensive players on all Big Ten teams. Yeah. I bet there's been decades of IU football where we didn't have seven total. Well, 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 let's think about 20, like 2014, like Spriggs, Feeney. No, I'm saying on one side of the, on, on the defensive side of the ball. Oh, defensive side of the ball. Okay. Like, I think we, again, you know, listeners and you know, I'm not doing that kind of research, but I bet (laughs) we've, we've went decades without seven total defensive players making it. And I'm predicting seven next year alone. That is bonkers. All right. Well. Let's talk about 2022 recruiting buzz. So much. Do we have to talk? No, I don't want to say this. This is going to sound weird to say it like that. I'll just say it like that anyway. Do we have to talk to Sean McCullough again? Uh, Other than he is the third consecutive pod. He is the Cam Chancellor reincarnate, and he's going to bring the Legion of Bloom. I'm going to make it happen. So I wrote him down um, just because he is listed as a safety. Six foot five is insane for a safety position player um what i think we both agree that he's either going to transition to a stand-up defensive end or the husky I, mean, I, I think he plays all three i mean i literally think he's an isaiah simmons you and you just move him everywhere move him everywhere yeah yeah i, I think he plays he, i think he probably logs the most snaps at maybe outside linebacker but i yeah. think he i think he has equal snaps at husky and equal snaps at defensive end i just i i i can't wait to see him out there i can't wait to see somebody that stands up and plays at six foot five yeah. like we've we've had defensive ends probably that big or um you don't really want your defensive tackles to be that big but we've probably had them that big. um but to see somebody that stands up and moves that quickly at six five is gonna be nice um okay let's get into some people that are gonna take some official visits uh we'll start with on 625, the corner out of Browns, Brownsville, Tennessee, three-star recruit uh, is going to come in. His name is Jalen Lewis. So we may lose a Jalen and gain a Jalen. Uh, offers from Oklahoma, Auburn, and IU. Auburn seems to be re- leading the uh, the chase on this, but again, very early. And if you're t- taking an OV, it's always a great sign. So, um Next, I'll get this next one, and then I'll let you take the next two. I know that you really want to get to the one of the next two, but 
Uh, the next one I've got written down is Jacoby Spells. Uh, big fan of this kid based off the tape that I watched. Uh, four-star recruit out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh, official visit set for 618. I'm not going to get into his offers. There's a ton of them. Big-time recruit. Uh, speaking of big-time recruits and um, hopefully a pipeline into the school, uh, who else are we bringing in? Maybe. So, so real quick on Jacoby Spells, I hear Miami is, uh, I hear, I read online that Miami is leading with them, but they are trying to push for a early commit, which is either boom or bust, right? Like yeah. you, you either lock that dude up or you completely push him away. So um, that, that is what they're trying to do, which honestly, I think it's win-win for us no matter what, because the big recruit outside of Desan McCullough is Trevell Mullen, who... It, we're also in a recruiting battle with Miami. So if Miami takes Jacoby spells, then guess what? That puts us in a pretty dang good position for Travell Mullen. If Jacoby spells doesn't like, then we double our odds with the chance of spells or Mullen. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I, I don't see it as a, I, I think it's a win-win for us. Uh, but Travell Mullen again, I mean, he brings, all the talent that his brother does, like you mentioned, um, we, we have a lot going for us. It's not going to be an easy recruitment. I mean, this guy, this guy has offers from every SEC, ACC program out there. Um, so it, it's going to be, it's going to be a, a dog fight. Um, but I think we have just as good a position as anyone. Um, and he's, he's working out with his brother. I don't know. I've, I've seen at least a handful of videos. So um, and Taiwan loves IU. I mean, you look on every yeah. single video and it, it's featuring Taiwan Mullen having the time of his freaking life. Yeah. So, so hit that recruiting, that recruits really down to, from what I understand, us, Miami and Penn State, from what I've really read, Syracuse and West Virginia are in there too. I think West Virginia is actually making a pretty good push. Um, he's taking an official visit. For people that don't know that are listening, you get five. That's it. And official visits are paid for by the school. Um, and they're crazy from like what I've seen. I don't know exactly what goes on um, outside of the fact that like you get there, you get a, like a full on tour of the campus. You get your hotel room, which has got swag that you none of us will ever see like the craziest swag. And yeah, so it's especially like, if you're a Louisville basketball uh, recruit, what, five, six, seven years ago. <laughs> well, that's the stuff I don't know. I don't exactly know what happens outside of that hotel room or maybe inside of the hotel room um, or Knoxville McDonald's just bags or yeah, of yeah, cash, yeah, yeah. baby just, you know, bags some McDonald's of cash. or some Taco Bell, whatever Knoxville, Tennessee. I've heard that they just five-star restaurants. Those are yeah. five-star restaurants. Yes, in Knoxville, yes, yes, Tennessee. yes, yes. That's true. That is true. Fuck you. Rocky top. Damn, <laughs> but, I've done so good without saying that the F word for a minute. I made, take that part out and we'll see okay um, so but but on on trevo mullen um why i feel confident even though we're in a big dog we got his brother we got tom allen and believe it or not i don't know if listeners you know assistant coaches actually get ranked as recruiters and our new defensive coordinator charlton warren had was ranked one of the top sec recruiters so you give me his brother a top sec recruiter and tom allen on an official visit that Michael just laid out, man, you got, you got to feel pretty good about that. Yeah. So the only thing that worries me about that is that there are quotes. I think there's quotes from him, or at least there's the vibe that every one of the brothers wants to kind of make their own impact at 
a different school. So when I say that, I mean, you look and I, I'm not even sure he's even offered, but Clemson's not even on his offer sheet. Um, but you've got, I mean, it's not like he's not good enough to get one. Auburn, Florida, Arkansas, Kentucky, Oregon, Pittsburgh, you know, they're all on there. So it's not, Clemson may just not even be throwing their hat into the race. Um, I'm going to say I'm doubtful on him coming just to not get my hopes up. So, so the, the thing that makes me hopeful, as, as listeners, you can tell, I have my hopes all the way up. The son McCullough also said, I'm not, I'm not changing my commitment to Ohio state. Yeah. Like I understand. I understand my dad's there. I understand my brothers are there. I like the, I'm, I'm forging my own path. The same thing Travell Mullen said, and guess what? All it took was uh, McCullough hanging around campus for a little bit. And it was a done deal. What did mm-hmm. you just mention? He's doing hanging around the campus. So I yep. don't know. So there's one guy we have to talk about and then we'll get into um, everybody's favorite part of the podcast. So who else is left on the list? You want to talk about James Mons? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, a uh, highly rated three-star kid um, visiting early uh, the 11th. Uh, majority of our visits are on the 18th and 25th. Uh, so he will get a little bit more individual attention uh, on his visit, which, which can't hurt at all. Uh, and he plays corner. Um, and again, like we mentioned, uh, kind of have, have a little bit of an older roster at corner and, and, um, not quite the depth we have at safety. So we definitely need to refill, uh, the talent pool at corner. Um, and I don't think you can go wrong with any of the four guys we just mentioned, Jalen Lewis, Jacoby spells, Trevon Mullen, or, or James Mond. If, if we're sitting here next February and we've gotten two of them, that's a really good recruiting class. If we've gotten three of them, that's an absolute coup. Yeah. Just a, a little, a little side fact on, on James Mons. Um, as far as like where we're sitting with his official visits, we we're his first one. Uh, and then he's going to Nebraska and then Wisconsin. So he'll have two left. The crystal ball on 24-7 is kind of in between Michigan State and Nebraska. Again, it's so early. Nobody's going to Michigan that, State. Well, nobody's Nobody. going to Nebraska either. So um, so just a, a, a quick thing. His dad played football. His dad played at Toledo with Beth Cookman. Uh, his cousin played in the NFL with the Bengals. And his uncle, Wonder Mons. Uh, played at Nebraska in the 1970s and was selected by the Pittsburgh Steelers in the fourth round of the 1976 NFL draft. So how about that? Yeah, glory days. So Steel maybe I don't want this Mons character on my team. No, I'm just kidding. Come on over, James. Jimmy, come on over. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's get into Brandon's ran- Brando's Rando. Sorry. Wow. I know you guys are screaming at your radio right now. It's not Brandon. It's literally the only thing people stay for. I know they, they listen to us do the statistical prediction and, and the recruiting. All they want is this part. Yeah. And I haven't been drinking, so I have not been good on this pod. So, um, <laughs> absolute so, shock that neither one of us have. Right. Like right. normally Huge there's a hundred percent chance that at least one of us. Are. Huge upset. Um, so real quick, before we get to Brando's Randos, they're actually, they're brought to you by the Monon track club. So not only is this sponsored, the episode sponsored by Monon Track Club, now the Brandos Randos are sponsored by Monon Track Club, which means that you need to at least visit their website twice tonight, immediately after listening to the pod. 
um, or today, if you're listening during the day, like a weirdo. Uh, Monon Track Club is Indiana's running brand built on a deep love for the sport in the Hoosier State. They craft products, tell stories, and create experiences that aim to celebrate, support, and add to Indiana's running culture. I would ask you guys if you like running, but what's funny is if you can't tell on the Zoom, I'm in a different part of the office. We've rearranged. reason we've rearranged, I now own a, a pretty nice treadmill so i'm going to be running quite a bit inside i don't like running outside because people can see my fat jiggling and stuff it's really awkward um so i'm gonna be running inside and what's best for running inside monon track club t-shirts so check them out and you're like why would you want to wear them inside like what is so good about them i don't know check them out i like to run in them inside they're nice shirts to run inside and they're also nice shirts to just like wear it to the club to wear it to a bar, to wear on a first date. So just check it out. The show, the show notes will have the link. And you can get 10% off your first purchase, actually any of your purchases, to be honest with you. Garrett doesn't know if you purchased the first time or the last time. Um, and Garrett, by the way, I know, know the owner, uh, IU alum, small business owner. Help him out a little bit. He's not like struggling per se, but let's, let's just help him out a little bit. So <laughs> again, check out the show notes. Uh, for the link and the promo code. Now, on to everybody's favorite part of the podcast. Brando's Randos. Brando, what you got, buddy? I, I fell asleep. I, I, <laughs> that was the longest promo read of, of all time. I agree with everything you said in uh, unless the last two minutes because I wasn't... I, I, I need to start writing these down again. Like, I wrote a lot of it down and then i just kind of go on these side been pages. listening to too much levitard because literally he spends the first five minutes of every <laughs> new segment doing exactly what you do yeah, every time two gods fucking stu gods but right, anyway that's go. what you're turning into that's what you're turning into <laughs> uh <laughs> hey buddy <laughs> so first brandon randos or brandos randos see you got me doing it now uh, um so again you disagree with my pairing of lane and fitzgerald um but uh, regardless, whether it's Lane Fitzgerald, Lane Matthews, it's a drop off from last year be because it doesn't have a Jamar Johnson. Um, how confident are you in whatever pairing comes up scale one to 10, 10 being a Jamar Johnson level uh, pairing, one being um, IU defense circa 2013? Mm, 2013 had. Jordan Crawford on that team, I think. The, the year the year we gave up 84 to Wisconsin. Okay. Maybe it was 2014. 2010. No, I was in a cabin um, post-grad, so I knew it was later than that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It was not 2014. It was 2010. Look it up. Look it up right now. Um, either way. Okay. Um, How confident are you in the pairing of, of Lane and Matthews? Oh, if it's those two? Seven. Seven? What yeah. about if it's what if it's Lane Fitzgerald? Seven. I think if, if it's Lane, I think if it's Lane and somebody else, the reason I really like uh Raheem Lane back at safety is because he's a corner. He's a corner that's transitioned into a safety. So he's got the corner, and he was a decent corner. He wasn't great, but um he's got the footwork to be a corner. He knows he understands route running, he understands defending route running, stuff like that. So it that's a, a good person to have back there, especially if he's bulked up and not lost a whole lot of speed from his injury. So 
I'm good with that. I'll stay with a seven out of 10. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, I only do it a drop lower. I do it six, but then regardless if it, if it ends up being, you know, a Burgess and, um, Sangetti, I think that's still a six. There's a like, lot of unknowns. Yeah. There's just a lot of unknowns in that position just to see, you know, can Lane come back hundred percent from the injury? Does he even start? Is it not Fitzgerald and Matthews? Like who, who knows? So like, we'll just have to sit back and see how that goes. Yeah. On, on the defense, it's, it's that and D tackle safety and D tackle, I think probably have the biggest, who is going to log the most snaps. Yeah. Um, for sure. Uh, second question here, here is, uh, again, another Jamar Johnson related one. Can Jalen Williams have a Jamar Johnson type blow up? Um, cause I think they had pretty similar seasons like Jamar's, two years ago and Jalen's last year, can Jalen make that kind of jump? Lofty expectations. I know. Can Jalen be a day three draft pick? Is that basically what you're asking me? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think he can. I think if he, if he repeats what he did last year, if he just has a, a, a good season, that's four interceptions in the big 10. Okay. I think, yes. Could he get? Could he get to seven this year? Oh man, seven. Five, five in the. I mean, that that puts him in first, second team All Big Ten potential All American. Mm. No, I don't think he gets to seven. Although we should be up the majority of the time, and teams will be throwing, season, so they'll teams be throwing. No, a lot of a lot of Noah Vedral and whoever starts for Michigan State, and so. to his brother. Um, you know Clifford's given us at least two. <laughs> is he still there? Uh, yeah. What's not seven? I don't think seven. No, I mean we had seventeen as a team. I think last year. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, I'd be happy with 17 again this year as a team. Maybe. I, no, I think we're going to get 25 as a team this year. If we get 25, I think you get seven. Yeah. That's a lot of picks. I mean, we'll have 50% more games against some pretty terrible competition. Well, two really bad teams and one overrated team. No, we're going to beat the shit out of us. <laughs> All right. One more? Or is that last, it? Last one. Um, what? What in what can Taiwan Mullen do to be better? Nothing. Like, like not get hurt. Jesus, don't even say that. Touch. What do they say in England? Touch wood. They say yeah. touch wood. So you you have nothing. Nothing. He can literally do nothing. He could. If this was another COVID season, he could have opted out of this season and been fine. Day one, day two, draft pick. Yeah. So what I would like to see him improve on a little bit is his open field tackling on wide receivers. Okay. I'll give you that. That's when you and, started talking. I was like, and it's not that he, tackling. it's not that he whiffs. It's that he gets carried probably three to five yards. Sometimes Yeah, he tackles a little high and he just needs to need, need to work on that fundamental to, to break down a little bit better and stop turning a seven yard uh, hitch you know, that should be seven yards into 10 or 11 yards. Um, so I'd like to see his skill position tackling in, but I mean, that that's, that's such nitpicking. Like yeah. there, there, there really isn't anything 
Um, but I mean, I, I think if, you know, there's, you know, when Mel Kuyper, Todd Mache are talking around this time next year, that's the only thing I think they could possibly bring up is his, uh, his tackle at contact at skill positions. But I, I agree. I think this guy has top half of the draft written all over him. All right. I like it. Okay. Let's get to the position grades and then let's, I don't want to say break news because it's a podcast. So we're not really breaking news, but let's talk about the new uh, exciting news that we got at a different position. So I'll let you talk about it because you know more about it than I do. Um, I'll start so that way you can give your grade and go right into it. My position grade before we started talking on the pod was an A minus. The more we started talking about it, I'm just kidding. I kept it at, at an A minus. Um, the only reason it's not an A is the safety position. And it's not even because of the safety. It's just because we just don't know. How do I put this? We don't know what we're going to see back there, if that makes sense, or who we're going to see back there. Um, so I'm going to give it an A minus. I think I'm really, really, really high on the corner position. Um, I'm pretty high on the safety position. I just need to see what Raheem Lane looks like or who's actually going to start back there before I can fully judge that uh, and move it up to an A. Yeah, yeah. for me, it's, it's B plus um, and, and just missing that for everything you just said. Um, it's, it's not a question of what or how they're going to perform. It's who's going to do it. Uh, I think there's just a big question on the who. Um, and not talking the band. Uh, so yeah, I, I think, I think B plus is where I'm landing um, simply because there's a little bit of drop off last year because no Jamar Johnson. Uh, but I do think uh, that Jalen Williams could have that type of, that type of big play um, vacuum. Um, so uh, what, what were all three of your grades just so we can kind of, you know, wrap up the defense. Oh man, that's gonna make me go backwards on this. Uh, defensive line wasn't A great. Defensive uh, line, I think, was C for both of us, Bragg. Okay, well, I can pull this up here real quick. Uh, defensive line, mine was, and it's gonna get a bump. Um, spoiler alert. Yes, uh, it was a C plus, uh, but that was just based off of potential. Uh, I think that there's a lot of, of, of room there to improve with some really good players. Uh, and then as far as linebackers go, should be right here. That was probably an A, an A plus. So you got, you so got C plus and an A plus. plus and an A minus. Yeah. So overall grade B plus A minus overall yeah. grade. Yeah, I'd say Overall, on the defense, it, it, the defense is going to be really, really, really good. Um, I'd say an A minus. This is the best defense we're going to see uh, f since we can remember probably watching Indiana football. I mean, I watched with some decent defenses, but I couldn't tell you the years or anything like that. So I, I'm really high on the defense. Yeah, so I, I wasn't on the pod, um, but I would have gave it a C minus. Um, but again, with the news that we're about to drop, um, I think that gets a bump. But overall, I'd probably give our defense a B plus. I think I think it steps back a little bit last year because I mean it's, it's honestly going to. I mean, it was the 
what second, third best defense in the country. I still think we're a top 20 defense um, in the country. Uh, so whether we call it a B plus or an A minus, I still think it is an absolutely outstanding defense um, overall. So. All right. Good deal. Well, let's talk about why my defensive line would get an upgrade. Do you want to talk about it? I'll let you do all the talking on it. Yeah. So uh, as of Wednesday, May 12th, uh, IU just landed former national top 100 prospect, Jaron Handy, cousin of Ty Freifogel. Uh, he was top 10 uh, in his class. He was actually the number seven uh, defensive end coming out of high school where he weighed 6'5", 280. Uh, but again, that is a little heavy for a defensive end. So the weight staff got him down to 6'5", 250. I got to imagine he is just a chiseled freak if he's lost 25 pounds between his um, – freshman and going into his uh, junior year. Uh, so he will have three years to play because last year didn't count. So he'll have his junior senior and then COVID year. So uh, again, I think the biggest weakness on this team was defensive line. We've added Ryder Anderson from Ole Miss starter. We've added now Jaron Handy, four star top 10 in this position out of Auburn. And then we added a all Mac guy who, again, I know Michael is rolling his eyes at, but I do think he is going to help being what Seth said, probably 10 times in the D line podcast, a space eater. Um, that, that was definitely Seth. He must've read something because he said space eater about a million times on that podcast. Cause he is uh, a space eater. <laughs> well, so again, I mean, look at Tom Allen, just again, noticing this is the weakness and went out and plucked talent from all over the country. And I don't think they're done yet. I wouldn't surprise me if they add another interior defensive lineman. Uh, you think we're going to get another? Okay. All right. I was just kidding, by the way, Seth. It's just kidding. I wouldn't be surprised if they had a safety either. So, so uh, Jaron Handy last year, not a lot of playing time, it looks like. He was behind um, an All-American. So. Well, I mean be better so <laughs> um 2019 i'm trying to get him on i just i don't know what kind of internet they have down there in auburn but it's taken quite a bit for this one to pull up um don't have any of that i don't care so either way he's an R player now uh hattiesburg mississippi so like what we talked about uh cousins with ty fry and uh yeah man i'm excited about that uh they have their rot their schedule at the top um for this year, they start with Akron and then they play Alabama State. So don't ever give Indiana any sort of crap for non-conference schedules. Yeah. So I don't even I did I've never until right now even heard of Alabama State, and I I'm very good with college football. I've never heard of Alabama State before. Yeah, you obviously hasn't done custom schedule in NCAA football because well, no, this Alabama is this State is who I would consider would be FCS Southeast or something. <laughs> Fair. Fair. So just, just a little bit more on this guy, a uh, power five, which I, I don't, I, I read too many mock drafts, but I've, I've never heard of power five project him as a day two uh, NFL draft pick. Oh yeah. Cool. Yeah. So he'll the, go is, the issue with the, overall. I guess the only issue with him is he plays a little upright for defensive end. Um, so he, he needs to probably work on his leverage uh, and dip and rip skills. But th if that's your only 
like issue is you play a, a little bit upright. That's pretty dang good. I mean, that's, uh, that's pretty dang good. So sounds, I, I think, I think we got an me. absolute impact player in probably the biggest position of need. Yeah. Well, speaking of dipping and ripping, I'm going to go dip and rip, whatever that means. Um, and I don't know what we're going to cover next week. I think we, we, we kind of talked about, um, doing some special teams maybe we will maybe we won't maybe yeah, we'll do some I think, other stuff i, think we I don't should know briefly cover special teams and then just put a bow on the spring series okay kind of, kind of recap the offense like we recap the defense and then just kind of give a a position like not a position but a team grade as a whole sure. um and then and then that'll wrap up the spring series sounds good man well and then and then we will probably after that start previewing the uh visits coming up because well, there, there are a bazillion coming up there nothing like talking about 17 and 18 year olds and telling everybody when they're going to be on campus and then i will be gone because i'm going to charleston for my anniversary okay cool so seth and i will get super hammered and record a pod awesome <laughs> um all right well until then guys uh elio 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 awesome day Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day. Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And Elio. Oh, thank you so much. Elio. Well, thanks so much. Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that. Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day. Elio. Awesome. Elio. Elio. Elio.